family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. I'd like you to meet Ben Eden. He is a life coach and a speaker. Ben, welcome. Hello, thank you. And I have to comment, I guess from my perspective, you look very young. And so (laughs) I'm sure there's quite a story. What led you to becoming a life coach and speaker? We also, I need to comment, have a book we've both read. I think that's what he immediately decided. I want to hear what this man has to say. We've both read a book that I found to be very transformative and worthwhile. So how did you get involved in this? All right. Yes. Yeah, so that book you're mentioning is called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And that's a catchy title in and of itself. Teaches all sorts of cool things. And I'll get into that. So I'm actually 31 years old. But many people think I'm between 21 and 24, so I take that as a compliment. (laughs) Um, But I was an HR director. So I was an executive at an international company for about seven years. I was loving what I was doing in HR. I got the bachelor's, the master's, the senior certified professional. I was going that direction. Um, And people said, Ben, you have a a picture-perfect life. I said, okay, thank you. (laughs) but I was suffering in silence. I had what I called emotional pain or unresolved emotions. So yes, on the surface, I was this executive. I had a house. I had all sorts of great things. I'm successful in a lot of things, which was great. But because of these unresolved emotions, I felt disconnected and isolated from what was going on. So this was part of my life, this emotional pain. And I learned that unresolved emotions We try to hide them or fix them with behaviors. What might start with binge watching TV all day or playing video games, maybe eating or shopping, those things, if they don't work, right? If they don't get rid of the pain, then they may escalate into more mind numbing things like drugs, alcohol, pornography, violence, and suicide. Making this connection has helped me want to become a speaker and a life coach to help others through that. Because whether they're in the realm of these um, addictive behaviors or they just want a little bit more control of their life, I look at the emotions, not the behavior. Then I see the human instead of the action. So that's kind of cool. So a little bit more background on what, you know, why I got into this. As HR director, you know, for seven years, I would speak at least twice a year for that company in front of management groups. I loved it. People said I did a good job. So I said, okay, that's, that's cool. The more that happened, I started thinking, well, maybe I want to do this more often. A year or two ago, I took a, a class that helped me have confidence in my strengths. It didn't, well, it did help me discover my strengths too, but that's something interesting that I've learned. A lot of us know what our strengths are, but we're not so confident in them. We say, oh, it's no big deal, or we're a little embarrassed about being confident about them. Anyway, what I learned is that I'm good at explaining and teaching and motivating and these things worked well with being a speaker so i said great 
as I was speaking at this uh, executive position, I went to a conference and I said, why am I not on that stage? I, I need to be up there. So I came home and I spoke to my payroll company because we were a big client of theirs. And I said, hey, you have a conference came on up. Do you think I could speak at it? And they're like, oh, let me get back to you. But since we were such a big client and I, we had a great relationship, then they let me go. So I spoke in Chicago and it was a fantastic experience and told me, show, showed me that, yes, this is what I want to do. I felt whole. I felt complete. I was like, yes, this is it. So making this long story short, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be a speaker, what am I going to speak about? I'm a God-fearing man, and I believe that I am supposed to talk about emotions. And the, and the term emotional pain came to my mind. The more I thought about this, I thought, well, do I have a story? You know, every speaker's got to have a story. <laughs> so what's mine? As I pondered, I remembered an experience of when I was 9 or 10 years old. And this is really why I'm so passionate about what I do. When I was nine or 10 years old, I was in elementary school. We had just finished a game of dodgeball at PE, right? And I was discovering that I was good at sports. And my friends were discovering that I was good at sports. And I started to care that my friends noticed that I was good at sports. See how this works? <laughs> oh, yeah. So in this moment, being a little boy, experiencing life, discovering who I am, caring about what my friends think, we're leaving this dodgeball class. And my friends are laughing hysterically about something. So naturally, I want to be involved. And I say, hey, guys, what's so funny? And they tell me to raise my arms. Okay, so I do. And they laugh even harder. And I look down, and I realize that I had extremely sweaty armpits. And you might think, well, you just finished a game of dodgeball. What's the big deal? Of course, you'd be sweating. But here I was, a 9 or 10-year-old boy, not knowing exactly how the body worked. And... My, it must have been a lot worse than anybody else because otherwise, why would my friends laugh at me? Wow. So what did I experience in this moment? A lot of scary emotions. I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. I felt scared, uncertain. Didn't know what to do. And I couldn't turn to anybody because my friends of all people were the ones laughing at me. Those feelings were so uncomfortable that I didn't even want to share them with my mom. So I didn't. In fact, I didn't tell anybody about this for 20 years. Oh boy. It's a long time to live with unresolved emotions. So again, okay, maybe it was a one-time experience went back when I was nine or 10 years old. But that event scarred me for two reasons. One, I never resolved those emotions. Well, it took me 20 years to do so. And so yes, that emotional unrest or that energy stayed in my body and definitely affected me. The other was that I started turning to behaviors to try to hide from that pain because I didn't know what to do about it. Here's something cool that I've learned. The brain experiences emotional pain the same way it does physical pain. Maybe I'll get into an example, but it's like, wow, if the brain experiences pain, of course it doesn't like it, so what does it do? It wants to run from it, hide from it, or pretend it doesn't exist. So you could turn to the medicine, but a lot of times it turns to behavior. It says, well, I'm just going to watch TV all day and forget about it. Or I'm going to get so busy at work that I don't have time to think about it. Or I'm going to drink it away and feel lots better. Whatever the behavior is. One of the behaviors that I turned to was what I call a shield of success. I said, I'm going to be so good at everything I do, whether it's music, sports, work, uh, whatever it is, 
that when people think of Ben, they think Ben is amazing. Ben is good. Ben's a leader. Ben's so cool. Instead of the possibility of them thinking what happened when I was a nine or 10 year old boy. But a close friend of mine told me, hey, you don't let anybody beyond arm's length. You don't let them get closer than that. I said, yeah, you're right. Because if I did, they would discover something about me that I don't necessarily control and that I'm not proud of. Then they won't want to be with me anymore. That goes down to two of the most basic human fears that I'm not good enough. And if I'm not good enough, I won't be loved. I certainly experienced these things. And how did I get through this? Well, as I was pondering what I'm going to talk about, I was also working with my therapist on a number of other things. And I was like, well, maybe this is my emotional pain. Maybe I should tell him about it. See where it goes, right? And you got to remember, I went in very defensive because I had gone 20 years without telling anybody about this. But I went and told my therapist the story. And like any good therapist does, he said, thank you for telling me. I was like, what? You're not going to laugh at me or say I'm disgusting or anything like that? That was the first moment my brain experienced the possibility that people, not all people will react the same way my friends did when I was nine or 10 years old. Okay. So that was the beginning of reprogramming my brain. But the therapist helped me with some other things. He helped me reprogram my brain and rewrite my memories by doing the following. He said, I want you to imagine going back to your nine or 10 year old self right after this event happened. I want you to take him to a safe place. And I want you to tell him, you just went through something very difficult and you have every right to feel the way that you do. But I want you to know that it is over, that you are loved and you're gonna do some amazing things in life. And when I told myself this, I said, baloney. I can't lie to myself. I know none of this is true. I'm not lovable. This isn't over. It still affects me today. So of course I fought it and I was a little more defensive. But as my therapist repeated this exercise with me a few times, I was able to experience the emotions that I had hidden for years, being afraid. I cried. I was vulnerable. But because I did, I allowed the emotional energy to finally be released. Then it wasn't connected to that event anymore. What used to be a ghost that haunted me is now an ancestor that I can learn from. So all of us have some sort of event that happened, whether it's from childhood, whether it's from the pandemic now, whether it's getting fired from a job, breaking up in a relationship, whatever it happened, maybe even a flippant remark, something that happens to us that really affects us, causes these emotions to come. And those emotions are either so scary or overwhelming or we just don't understand them that we allow them to stay and that affects us. And then we look down at ourselves and we say, well, there's something wrong with me. Therefore, people won't want to be with me or therefore I can't do this job. I can't fulfill my dream. I can't, 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 whatever, right? So what I do as a life coach, as a speaker, as a podcaster, an author, all that fun stuff is first of all, share this story so people can realize that, wait a minute, maybe I'm not alone in how I feel. I certainly thought that. Me who has this picture perfect life that everybody thinks I have, I'm the only one who feels this way. Or 
I can't feel this way because I'm supposed to be a good leader. I'm supposed to be perfect. When people hear this, they say, oh my goodness, I feel that way too. I didn't know anybody else felt that way. So now what can I do about it? This starts to give them some hope and say, wait a minute, maybe I'm not broken. Maybe there isn't something wrong with me. Maybe these are just emotions that are part of life. And it's not that you have to get over them. It's that there's possibility of having power over them. When you understand and acknowledge your emotions, you gain power over them. I know I'm talking a lot. Do you want me to continue on this? You're doing great. And there is so much truth to this. Now, yeah, I'm thinking of families too. How your parents can help use this information to understand themselves better and they can use it in helping their children. Absolutely. A thought that comes to my mind when you say that with parents, right? Some of them might think, why am I always so angry at my kids when I love them? Or why is it that when something happens, I just feel so disconnected or I feel so off? Well, I don't know what to do about it. My normal running or my normal exercise isn't working. Watching TV doesn't fix it. If they think, okay, I just feel off. What can I do about it? Well, that's where these basic principles come in that help us be in tune with our body. Because emotions, they, I know that they can be scary sometimes, but that's just because we haven't understood them very well. If you think of a dark room, it's scary if you walk in because you don't know what's in there. But as soon as you turn a light on or shine a flashlight, then what you see is no longer as scary. Same principle applies with emotions. The more we understand and acknowledge them, the less scary they are. And therefore, the more power we have over them. So, for example, I was just talking to a sister of mine the other day. And she says, why, you know, why am I angry at my little boy? I love him so much. Why would I get angry? Part of what she's feeling is guilt. She doesn't want, she feels bad for feeling angry towards her boy. The other part is anger shows us what's important. We want our children to be raised correctly and do good things and not get hurt, not be a bad person. So if they do things that we think might lead towards an imperfect future, then we might get angry because we're trying to defend something. One more example us is i mean i'm not a parent but you know people as parents <laughs> they might think well what will other people think of me based on what they see my kids do and that might lead to some anger because oh your behavior as my child is making me look bad to my neighbor if we can understand those specifics then we can do something about it if it's the latter okay i'm worried about what i look like in front of my neighbor then i can disconnect it from my child I don't need to direct my anger at my child when I'm just worried about what I look like. Okay, so that helps me love my child, helps me love me, myself, because now I understand that I'm not just a terrible person who can't love my own child. And then I can decide to do something about it. Maybe I can talk to my neighbor and they haven't been paying attention to this at all. So I'm worried about something that doesn't exist. <laughs> There's an what example. Can we do. Right. One more thing that comes to my mind. Uh, and it comes from a great, great book. My goodness. I'm reading tons of great books. And this one is called How to Raise an Emotionally Intelligent Child. This is another example of how sometimes we skip over emotions very quickly and we don't realize the effect that it can have on somebody. 
let's put it in the category of flippant remarks or even in the best of intentions. For example, let's say your little child comes home from school and their science project bombed. Okay, they spent all night preparing for it. They took into school, they were excited and nervous at the same time and they go and it just did not do very well. Okay, bad score or it was not as cool as the friends, whatever it was. So the child comes home and they tell you as a parent and they say, hey, my science project was terrible. My day was terrible because my science project was terrible. Now as a parent, our first reaction could be, well, I don't want my child to be sad and I need to teach them a life lesson that sometimes not everything is going to go your way. So I'm just going to say, you know what? It's okay. It was just a science project. You'll be fine. But when we say that and only that, we're overlooking and invalidating their emotions. What the child, eh, maybe not consciously thinks, but <laughs> what happens in the brain is, hold on here. I feel something which happens to be maybe disappointment, sadness, fear, uncertainty, but my parent doesn't care. They don't validate my emotion. They don't feel what I do. Life seems much better to them, therefore I don't relate. And if I don't relate with my parents, maybe life would be better if I wasn't in their life. You see how quickly this escalates to the suicidal ideations even? Oh yeah. And we, we might think, how come our kid has those thoughts? I mean, why? And it's not the parent's fault. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just showing that how, if we don't validate other emotions and our own, then it leaves room for thoughts to try to explain why our emotions haven't been validated. So anyway, that's the example of science project. This, the uh, simple fix for that or a tool or a help for that is, okay, when my child comes home and they say, hey, my science project bombed, Yes, the lesson we want to teach is life isn't always going to be good for you. Well, good to you. <laughs> but first, I'll validate the emotion. Hey, you seem a little sad. You seem disappointed because you really wanted this to work, didn't you? Yeah, I worked on it really hard and I wanted to impress Jimmy or whatever it was. And then the parent can relate and say, you know what? I've been disappointed too, or I've been sad too. I even remember when I was a child and I did a science project or whatever, and it didn't go so well either. Now, what does the child feel? Oh, my parent is an ally. My parent is on my team. He or she understands me. And now the lesson that the parent wants to teach me of, you know, it was just a science project. I'll be okay. Then that lesson is um, taken into account and learned. So that's something awesome that that book taught me and showed me how if we don't validate our own emotions or the emotions of others, then it can have long lasting effects. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, I think sometimes we think of, you know, the positive emotions, you know, happy. Yeah. We want those, the negative emotions, anger, sadness, we want to avoid those. And we may even try to teach our children, don't be angry, don't be sad. But, all emotions have a purpose, you know, you know, anger freed the slaves. I think it's, it's anger that is motivating people to, to improve society, to make things right. Mm -hmm. And sadness helps you understand yourself better. There you go. So teaching children to, to accept their emotions, use them. I think, I think 
doesn't emotion motivate you? Isn't that what keeps you going as you're, you know, you're in a, in a career goal or in any goal? So I, I love what you're doing with um, helping people understand their emotions. Thank you. Uh, what this came so, to my mind with, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just was going to ask you what services you offer, but if there's something else you want to say first, go ahead. Mm, oh, so this is something that as a parent, it's important to learn how to do with the child and that's okay. If it's imperfect at first, it's how we learn most things, right? Yes. Um, but one of the most basic and primary things that we need to do is simply learn how to label the emotion. Even if we're not perfect at it, we're like, well, I don't know exactly what the name is, so I'm not going to do it. No, just give it your best. And that helps the child put a name to it. And if they can put a name to something, it puts a boundary on that emotion. And it's no longer super overwhelming. You know, say, okay, I feel guilt. I feel sadness. I feel disappointed. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Let's talk about that. And what can we do about it? Uh, another thing you reminded me of is it's been said that emotion is energy in motion. Yes. So if an unresolved emotion is motion, energy that's stuck and you will feel it, I'm telling you. <laughs> it can even cause health issues. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it, at the minimum, it makes you feel off. That's why you feel off, because you have an emotional energy stuck. So as a parent, for yourself first, right? Because we have to take care of ourselves and be okay so that we can take yes. care of others. He's realized, do I feel stuck? Okay, if I do, where? Pause, if you need to close your eyes and think about it, take some deep breaths. And think, where do I feel this? Is it in the shoulders, in the stomach, is it in my back, whatever? Do I feel clenched somewhere? Hmm, there might be some trapped emotions. Then, oh, there's many, many things that we could do. And I help as a life coach teach these things and help you unlock those emotions so that you can release them. And boy, is it life-changing once you do. Oh, yes. I totally agree. Totally agree. And so, so important for parents. I love this. So how do people contact you and learn more about your services? Uh, really anywhere under Ben Eden Speaks. My website is benedenspeaks.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Ben Eden Speaks. I have a YouTube page. I also have my own podcast where I talk, you know, I invite guests there and we talk about their stories of overcoming emotional pain and they, they share tools that they've learned on how to overcome emotional pain. So not only do people relate, but then they say, hey, there's another thing that I can try. Many, many tools that I haven't shared. Um, if you wanna send me a direct email at ben at benedenspeaks.com, I can give you a free tool of how to have power over your emotions. I call it a, it's the acronym PWR. And that's really easy that you can do daily to help you start to have power over your emotions. Awesome. Awesome. Ben, thank you so much. You've got a, a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, even if you haven't been around that many years. <laughs> you know, that's great. That's great. You, you, you clearly understand. Well, thank you. I, I feel no, it's very important, you. and I hope I can do some good with it. You, I, I'm sure you will. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. I started this podcast with the goal of providing useful information to parents and families. I'd like to know how I'm doing.
please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using, and then go to my website, hypnosis4motivation.com. Leave a comment and let me know what your greatest challenges are. Are there topics you'd like to learn more about that we haven't covered yet? How can we help meet your needs as a family member? Do you have a story to share that would help others? Reach out to me at hypnosisformotivation.com. Use a number four. I'd love to hear from you.